0: Today, we are discussing the human centipede, starring Dieter Laser. No, he's not a porn star. <laughs> Ashley C. Williams. She's not one either. And Ashlyn Yenny, directed by Tom Six. I'm Arnie, the front mouthpiece of this human centipede.
1: Wait, that's not fair that you called the front. <laughs> <laughs> mom, 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 mom.
2: <laughs> <Move>! <laughs> I'm Stuart. I'm in LA. You guys know this.
1: You're the middle. Oh, wait. <laughs>
2: I'm totally the middle. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, well, I knew I couldn't come between you two. This is Marjorie. Apparently, I'm the ass.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and we're discussing the human centipede. And while we oftentimes have an explicit label at the beginning of our podcast, that can't even begin. We're going to be skirting the Supreme Court's ruling on obscenity. Not really. This podcast <laughs> I don't
1: think so. Because- oh,
0: Marjorie, this is not safe for
2: work. Your if you, own you are is not like
1: safe for work.
2: Someone playing this during work and you think we're funny and you heard us talk about Freddie and all this, turn this off. You wouldn't yeah. alone, no children around. I'm not even sure. I think this is potentially damaging to anyone. Honest <laughs> to God, I think the subject matter that this traverses in is so shocking <laughs> that That it will change your life. (laughs)
1: But yet I'm fascinated.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it is a fascinating, which is why we got to do this show. You know, it's not normal that we, you know, halt the presses from our series and do a one-off on a little microscopic horror movie. But I think this
0: film earns it. Now, this is a horror film from the Netherlands. And if you haven't heard of The Human Centipede, I completely understand. It's currently playing in 18 theaters in the U.S. and then only at midnight showings. But it is also available on Comcast On Demand. Which is how Marjorie and I got to see it here in the middle of nowhere
1: and screw you Comcast that's all I'm gonna say it was an ordeal now I believe we have to start with a
0: plot summary (laughs) and then people can push stop across the nation. The human
1: centipede doesn't cover it.
2: Can we give them one more warning, please? People, this is not like a sci-fi, like this is not like the fly where there's DNA mixing up and it's a mutant monster person. This is a very different take on what a human centipede could be. And when you find out what it is, it will get you. I promise you. So really, if you're squeamish folks, Uh, Just go back to Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or any of our wonderful, not as provocative horror series.
0: Wait for us to get to some fun stuff like Leprechaun. But if you're wondering at this point, should you press stop, you can listen to my plot summary or you can just go watch the trailer on YouTube. It's the human centipede and then decide if you want to keep going with this. And I, I really mean this. This isn't like. Yeah,
2: no, we're not just being funny. I, I I, know that there's going to be a large segment of people that are offended by the very idea of this movie, but another segment's going to be intrigued. And I know I count myself in that portion. I wanted to know more and I wanted to discuss this movie after I heard it. About- About it. The
0: moment you mentioned it to us, Stuart, we were in.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I was all over this. I was excited and I was ready for the midnight show. Yeah. And I really wish I would have seen it with a group of people because we had to watch it in our living room. It's uh, just...
2: Well, you know, that's an, its own experience. I did get in. It was sold out in L.A. There was only two shows. The first one I did not get into. The second one was sold out, but I did squeak into that one. We'll talk about all of that once we discuss our experience with the movie. But you're right, Arnie. Let's just go ahead and unleash
0: this. This starts off like every other horror movie ever. Two American girls in Germany go out on a rainy night to some party that they were invited to by a stranger, and they break down. Walking through the woods, they come across Dr. Heider's house. Now, Dr. Heider is a famed surgeon known for his ability to separate Siamese twins. But in his retirement, Dr. Heider's gone a little off the deep end and become obsessed with the idea of conjoining people and creating the human centipede. He would do this through their digestive tract, which Ah! (laughs) <laughs> means basically and there's a wonderful exposition scene we'll talk about where he describes the process in detail but he will peel back the flesh from your hiney your ass and then peel back the flesh from somebody else's face and connect the mucous membranes of your mouth with the mucous membranes of their anus
1: and make like that little mouth funnel that he so expertly drew
0: yes this wonderful <laughs> there's diagram. a diagram folks <laughs>
1: He was very detailed in it.
0: He started, as all good scientists do, with animals. He had his beloved three dog.
1: <laughs> which they kept referring back to repeatedly.
0: And you could see pictured. We'll talk about it. And <laughs> these two girls come to his house. He's already kidnapped a trucker for this purpose. Tissues don't match. So he goes out and gets an Asian guy. The two girls are Lindsay and Jenny. Lindsay tries to escape, creates a bit of a nuisance. And so Dr. Hyder famously declares, you will be the middle (laughs) (laughs) because that is the most painful position having both oral and anal surgeries and he creates his human centipede with the japanese guy in the front and Lindsay in the middle and jenny in the rear and proceeds to treat it like a pet the police investigate and i think that's enough of a plot summary for now yes
2: i think that's pretty much uh, sums it all up are you still
1: with us?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: one is listening to us now.
0: <laughs> wow, huh? <laughs> now, I have to say right now, just off the bat, going in, I respected to see some repugnant shit.
1: I was really hoping for something that would make my stomach turn because I am pretty good at horror movies. Nothing really upsets me. Arnie has a thing with eyes. He doesn't really care for seeing eyes punctured, stabbed, cut, blah, I just don't like seeing puke. That's my main squeamish thing. I was really hoping that I would not be able to eat popcorn or that I would just have to turn away, but... Yeah, I'd read stories in,
0: like, online that said anyone who bought popcorn was vomiting it up in the theater and people... What's wrong
1: with you people if you're vomiting at this movie? People were getting up and walking out. Believe it or not,
0: despite the description, the concept, in my opinion, is the most extreme thing in this movie and the execution, dare I say, is somewhat tame i kind of am glad about
2: that honestly guys i think hey this movie wouldn't be releasable if they were graphically depicting the kinds of things the exchanges that they're implying here he said that so politely you definitely see the centipede in its full and you definitely get some surgery moments but there is no sighting of excrement on either end.
0: Well, no, and it's implied, but I really thought that, you know, Marjorie mentioned puke. I really thought that regurgitation would come in, urination. One of the taglines of this movie, in fact, the only tagline I've seen is 100% medically accurate.
1: Yeah, but we watch the movie and then we go, how do they pee? There's no hydration.
0: Yeah, how do they hydrate? I don't think that it truly, I think it's 80% medically accurate. I think they consulted a doctor, but then took some curb. For I lot mean, reasons.
1: poo is waste matter. So you're doing waste matter to waste matter to waste matter. That last person's not going to get anything.
2: Well, indeed, she's the one that gets the sickest.
1: Well, she had an infection on her face, though. For that doctor, could be because yeah. you're putting poop near an open wound. But, you know, that's just my non-medical diagnosis.
2: It was so much easier for Three Dog.
1: Yeah, his <laughs> well, beloved Three we Dog. We don't know how the Three Dog died. Well, he did it with Rottweilers, first of all. And we know
2: that dogs don't eat, I mean, they're always game for this. They probably wouldn't even need the surgery <laughs> to be up in each
0: other. That's no. just how No. In fact, I didn't think that the dog picture we saw was surgery. I just thought they were all licking each other's ass. <laughs> A friendly
2: hello. But yes, <laughs> the movie starts with him grieving over pictures of Three Dog. And had you not known the plot of the movie you might have been puzzled by it as it were instead the audience was just laughing uproariously
0: this was kind of a funny
2: movie in a demented way I definitely appreciated its sensibility and I do think if you're not easily amused humor is the best way of approaching such a concept
0: now we're introduced with the very first scene is Dr. Heider this Dieter laser
1: oh my god is he creepy and scary and just he is awesome he was the best part he is
2: the best He's the reason to see this movie. Even if you don't care about the concept or you think it's foul, if you are a fan of camp acting and people from, you know, Christopher Lee, Bella Lugosi, Udo Kier, all these great character actors throughout time that have given those great, scary, creepy guy performances, Dieter is right there. I mean, just the name alone. I mean, Dieter Laser. He's just, he's so cool. And and, and he's physically, I mean, I just couldn't, get enough of staring at the guy he's so gaunt and it's like it's almost like he's dying before your eyes it's like it's did you guys notice even his fingernails are like sunken in it's just something is medically wrong with this guy i was worried about him
1: yeah he did the creepy doctor crazy person so well that i'm scared of the man he could be my neighbor and i'd be terrified of him he did it so well his presence and the way he moved and then i'm sorry but even his matrix like little lab coat was downright creepy he just ha- did have such
0: a way of moving with these exaggerated things. And, you know, it's a little bit of a cliche, the crazy German doctor, you know, it goes back to, oh, yeah. you know, World War II and all that. But he pulled it off. He took this cliche and made it his own. And I never questioned for a minute that he was one crazy son of a bitch.
2: No, I, and I enjoy not only his physicality and his mad plot, but there's also just this uh, a sweetness to him and the off moments. I mean, one of my favorite moments is that after he's unveiled this plot to his captives, he goes upstairs and has breakfast and all he eats is canned fruit cocktail. And there's just this funny scene of him reading the paper and eating canned fruit cocktail. And I just thought, well, this is a moment we don't always get in you know, a horror but...
1: I felt kind of bad for him that he was the single guy eating canned fruit. <laughs> Cocktail out of the giant can, too. Did you notice he had like the gallon size? He went to Sam's Club or yeah. Costco in Germany.
0: Mm. And in addition, whoever did the set decorating, I don't know if this is off the shelf wall art that you can buy at like Costco in Germany. I, I
1: doubt it. But it's like, <laughs> I, I don't conjoined... think that we can go up to Ikea and buy the conjoined twins. Blah, blah.
0: <laughs> There's some weird art on those walls. But I have to say, the movie started off like just about any budget horror or porn film I've ever seen with those two girls in short dresses walking through the woods there's a very funny scene when they first get their flat tire and it's completely random but it it really set a mood where this guy pulls up next to them.
1: Why was the guy driving around in a tank top and boxer shorts? (laughs) He was up to
0: no good. Obviously, apparently
1: that's where all the American girls break down.
2: And I gotta say this movie will do nothing for the German travel industry it's (laughs) just replete with ugly stereotypes of crowd being vulgar and just nasty. But then again, the American girls don't look much better. I mean, they're essentially a take on uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie is what I thought.
1: Yeah, typical American girls that end up in any kind of movie like this. They dress slutty, bubble-headed, stupid, very vacuous sluts. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't know what they were they doing. They all only care about the next party. Well, you know what I noticed was funny about the girls? They came so prepared and had the car company's phone number and all this paperwork and even a little flashlight to look at stuff, but neither one of them brought a coat or anything else.
0: So they go to Dieter's place and Dieter immediately gets the right idea, He slips the girls some roofies. I'm sure this isn't the first time either of them have had that. I'm surprised they didn't recognize the taste, frankly. But And it's in water, no less.
1: It looks like Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Did you notice that little paper envelopes that he pulled it out of? No, the it had a, yeah, a little blister pack. Yeah. Was,
0: <laughs> I guess you could just buy it at the convenience store there. Yeah, right next to your yellow jackets. And he drugs them and takes them down. And this is where the movie really begins. Now, I've got to say, I was shocked because seeing this trailer, you get to see the scene where Lindsay tries to escape. I really thought there'd be more of that to this movie, because Lindsay does try to escape, and Dieter chases after it. it's a great and exciting sequence. I, I really liked it, but it, it was fairly rote for a horror film, wasn't it? A girl running through a strange house, and a guy chasing her. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay has a chance to escape, we should mention, and chooses to go back for her friend, which who is-, is
1: drugged up because they're getting ready for surgery. Yeah, but you
2: know what? I so respect her for the effort, because it's the first part where I didn't think she was a self-absorbed bimbo. Like, she actually felt something enough for her friend to go on this suicide mission to try and, and get her away. Because, you know, it's not like she could have escaped and gotten help. By the time she came back, Lindsay would be in some other form, for
0: I sure. would think that she could... I told Marjorie when we were watching this, if this ever happens to us, run for the cops, because you're not going to mm. escape with me. Go get the cops. You know, that that's that's your best option, because dragging my body out a broken window that's that's gonna end poorly for both of us go get the cops and there's a chance that we'll both survive the other thing is there's that part in the scene where he closes the pool lid and I'm like yeah I'll just drown rather than be that human centipede yes I will I will take my drowning yeah
2: I mean suicide would be a better alternative and it's indeed the conclusion that the Japanese man comes to it was there's nothing really about the movie that doesn't feel familiar you could even say cliche except what they are are going to be undergo
0: Yeah, and they get there very quickly. Now, again, the the tagline's 100% medically accurate. My thinking, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on this podcast. My thinking would be if you were doing this as a doctor, would you conjoin all three people at once? I think you'd do a series of surgeries. Moreover, I think as a plotting thing for this movie, it would have been more scary if he'd conjoined, say, the first two people and the third one had to watch and wait for them to heal up and then attach the third person. He, all three are attached, and I mean, that's pretty much it for them. That's how they spend the rest of the movie, is mouth to ass. Well, you have to remember, the
2: movie's subtitle is First Sequence. He is building up to something, Arnie. This is the first piece. Um, Without spoiling anything that is known about the sequel, and they are already working on a sequel, I think the centipede
0: is going to grow. But my thing is, from a horror movie perspective, you want to have a hero with whom you can identify, right? Sometimes yes, and sometimes
2: no. You know that's a big thing for me. I like to identify with victims. And what I found here was at first I hated these girls. I mean, they are just so stupid. But once you take away their ability to talk, they became <laughs> much more sympathetic. I really did feel for them once they were attached. And you could just see in moments where they were holding each other's hand and trying to comfort each other in this impossibly awful situation. I really thought, wow, I, uh, I actually have empathy for them now.
0: But wouldn't you have had that same empathy if, say, Lindsay had been attached to the Japanese guy and Jenny had to watch knowing she was next? Wouldn't that have upped the horror and, you know, given Jenny a chance to escape, you know, wondering if she can escape instead of just the rest of the movie? I'd say the second two thirds of the movie is Hyder playing with his new pet. Yeah, he tried to make it fetch a paper even.
1: (laughs) Which I found, I didn't get it. It was hilarious and... It's
2: like Three Dog, you yeah. know? I mean, I'm, he's really grieving for that dog and all the old tricks.
0: Yeah, because he's trying to teach it to walk. He's trying to teach it to fetch the paper. Now, I'd seen the trailer. And in the trailer, you can see this... Centipede and they're they're all bandaged, so there's no mm-hmm. like genitalia. Flapping yeah, there's no around.
1: nudity, which not I'm saying that was a good thing, but I think that it is a cover up for not having the money to do really good effects, and that the bandages are kind of covering up what they couldn't do. But again,
0: I thought in the trailer that he was maybe forcing them to practice, like so they could get the motions down pre-surgery. I didn't realize when I was seeing this in the trailer. Nope, there's your centipede. Mm-hmm. And the other thing he does, which which is kind of disgusting. This is the one that got me a little. He cuts their knee tendons so their legs cannot extend. So they're forced to stay on their hands and knees the whole time.
1: It was only kind of creepy when he grabbed their knee because I don't like people touching my kneecap. And that's just my weirdness. But it didn't make me squeamish to think about him cutting there.
2: I think it was worse when we, we saw him pulling back the uh,
0: derriere. That actually didn't bother me it because it too was fake. too firm.
1: Yeah. the that looked <laughs> like he was cutting a cake. <laughs> I've seen way too many horror movies I'm like, well, that's not real. Look how firm that is.
0: But yeah, I, that didn't bother me so much. It really didn't. And again, for all of the grossness of the description and his wonderful little diagram of how the food will go in the first piece and then go out his ass and into the second piece through the mouth and then into the third piece. I was surprised that especially for a movie that came out unrated, I really thought we would not that I want to see this, mind you, but I thought we'd see anus. And we really, thought
1: it would be more graphic than yeah. it was. That's bottom I line. Think, I think you
2: guys are saying you wish you had seen this. That's what I'm hearing you say. No,
1: no, no. I'm not saying that. I wish that that they
2: hadn't done
0: that. I I wish they'd push the envelope a little more. But honestly, I felt like a lot of this was tame. The concept is gross. The execution exceedingly tame. You know
1: what reminded me of was watching the very first Last House on the Left where everybody's like, oh, my God, it's unrated. It's so awful. And we watched it. We're like, it's all off screen. This is kind of stupid. I remember because they stabbed the girl and you just see his arm moving and you don't see any of it. That's kind of what it reminded me of is that people are just building up to be this big, oh my God, disgusting thing. And then you watch it and you're like, okay.
0: I have to say, I think that a lot of the unratedness of this and a lot of the oh my God of this and people throwing up all this, it's the same marketing that they used like for The Exorcist or back to the 50s with like The Fly when they had the buzzing chairs. I mean, I think a lot of this disgust discussion that we played into with the opening of this podcast is marketing because people are going to go, oh, it's so extreme. I have to see it. It worked for us. Mm -hmm. This is why we saw it. I don't think that it's not extreme, guys. I
2: hear what you're saying. You guys are saying that the gore is tame, and you're right about that. There is very little blood spatter, and the and the stuff that's here isn't particularly polished. But the concept gets under your skin. When I heard of this concept... No joke, for 24 hours, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then when I told a friend about it, they were mortified. They were like, I would never see that. Then they called me later that day and said, are you going to see that? You should go see that. I'm not going to see that, but you should go see it, and then you should tell me. Well, they ended up accompanying me to the film. And I was curious to see how their response would be to it. And in the end... The only thing that got to him was the extraction of the teeth.
0: That, yeah, they pulled the teeth so I guess the person can't chew the other's anus. And that, yeah, it didn't bother me too much. I, I, just... thought,
2: I thought it might also serve the practical purpose of stopping the flow, if you know what I mean. I mean, it takes away will. If, as long as you have teeth, you can have a decision about what
0: goes in and out of your mouth. But once you've sewn the tendons that tight, they, you can't close your mouth is what I'm gathering. Hmm. But here, here's my thinking, okay? Let's talk about the single scene that everybody's going to talk about in this is finally the Japanese guy who's the head has to shit. And he <laughs> kneels over and you see in the subtitles, the line, oh shit, I have to shit, which I'm sure translated poorly. It was probably far more eloquent yeah. in the native Japanese. And he proceeds to defecate into the mouth of Lindsay, and Dr. Hyder is there with this wonderful delivery that I'm going to imitate but cannot duplicate. Feed her! <laughs> <laughs>
2: It really is a shocker. I mean, it's we knew it was coming, and in some ways, it could have been worse. I suppose we we do not see any puffing of cheeks. We don't really
0: get the well, sense. We, we kind of, of, of see it. Her her mouth, her cheeks, kind of you know they go in and out. It, it you know it it implies a kind of revulsion and like something is filling the mouth, but it's all acting, of course. Yeah, and I think the problem
2: is that the, because the girls aren't particularly good actors, if they had been better actors, this would have been even more horrifying to behold. It's bad enough. I'm not asking for, for more torture. I, I, I What I find uh, remarkable about the scene is Dieter and his performance, his encouragement of the centipede. He really does love it. It's not a creature. He's not torturing people. In his mind, this is not about hurting people at all. He doesn't see the people in it. He even says a line early on that he does not like people. He lives alone. That's He's misanthropic to the max. But he loves pets. And you can see him wanting to train and and make this thing live. I mean, it's quite a goal he set out for himself. And Dieter sells it. He sells it in every scene.
1: Oh, he was awesome.
0: He he really was. He was by far the best part of this movie was him. And in lesser hands, this movie would not work as well. And spoiler alert, he dies at the end, which makes me not as excited for the sequel. Because I wanted him to come back,
2: you know? Well... come on guys I don't know anything about the sequel at all except what was conveyed at the screening that I attended. And it should be said that the Japanese actor that plays the head of the centipede, Akiro Kitamura was there to answer questions and yes, pose for pictures of pretty girls biting his ass.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my God. I totally
2: would have done that. He was loving it. He actually had a Japanese crew all around him acting like he was a big star. And I guess he does direct his own. He's a director in his own right. He had directed some horror movie a couple years ago with Daniel Baldwin go figure i I don't know anything about it but he had an established career unlike the two women who had not ever worked in a movie before and and may never again the two women who ate his
0: ass i mean (laughs) yes
2: (laughs) more about that later but he said that he talked about the sequel but that he had some ideas about where it was going he had talked to the director about it let's think about this would they really not bring back the best thing about the movie for the sequel?
1: Not if they weren't counting on the underground success of this movie.
2: Right. Come on. Dieter is the movie. I, I'm i going to throw out a theory here. His whole job was about extracting conjoined twins. His whole life, he separated Siamese twins. That was his whole mission and all of his art. And all of that was about that. And that was sort of what gave him the idea of the human centipede. Is it not impossible to think that he has another half out there?
0: That would be a way to go.
2: Someone who's
0: just as crazy as him
2: who might pick up the work for the sequel. I sure hope so, because God, I know... I, I agree. I don't think I would want to see anymore uh, without Dieter, or they
0: or they have to work really hard to get someone as good as Dieter. I agree. I would want to see him back, and given that this movie was completely predicated on cliches, I'm all fine with the evil or twin cliche.
2: Yes, they know what people are want. We're sickos, and yes, we really want to see how the body can be modified in horrific ways. That is the appeal of the movie in a nutshell. It's very evocative of of both. David David Cronenberg's work, and the Japanese horror director, Takashi Miki. Have you guys ever seen Miki works? No. I think you guys might dig him. His movies aren't good.
1: But- <laughs> Wait a second now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but there is always about five or six minutes of footage that will rock your brain. There's always a sequence or two that's so graphic and crazy and gory. Miki was actually cameoing in Hostel. Eli Roth wanted to evoke what Miki had done in Japan by casting him as the Japanese man at the end of that movie. So, in many ways, all of the torture porn that we have in existence that became popular this decade is all owed and owes a great big debt to Miki. And it's part of the reason why a Japanese man is at the head of the centipede. The director, Tom Six, wanted to... Have someone physically represent his love of those extreme graphic Japanese horror movies. And he also wanted to have an actor who couldn't communicate with anybody else on screen so that you literally have four people in a room and no one can talk to one another
1: i thought that was brilliant actually
2: i did too the girls mouths are set and the japanese man can't speak german or english and thus dieter doesn't understand him and yet they try to forge some
0: kind of man pet relationship <laughs> <laughs> now here's where i think the movie could have gone more extreme and ways i expected it to and ways that i think should have okay let me just say if somebody is Shinning in my mouth i'm going to pull away with all the force i have and if it means tearing out my surgery staples so be it <laughs> seriously i expected that now i agree with what marjorie said earlier they probably didn't have a whole lot of budget for makeup work and things but come on didn't you expect to see them tearing apart from each other for sheer survival sake i
2: for honest to god did think at some point the centipede would would separate but it never does i mean it it ends
1: It ends poorly for Lindsay.
2: Yes, it really does. And it doesn't have much of an ending. They don't really know what to do once everyone is dead. But there is the middle piece that's stuck alive attached to both a dead man ahead of her and her dead friend behind her.
1: And, And again, this is where I go. She's surrounded by a bunch of broken glass. Why couldn't she just take care of it, at least in the front, get that taken care of, cut herself off his ass? And then perhaps turn around and cut off her dead friend.
2: Well, that's a very logical approach, Marjorie. It is. I don't know that I'd be quickly grabbing for glass after all of this. I mean, I think... If I could even survive the trauma of what had befallen me, I don't know that I would be thinking rationally or with a logical how to escape I liked the fact that they did try and escape. I mean, the Japanese man is a fighter. He spends the whole movie really antagonistic uh, against Dieter Laser's character. He... Is Bites him at one point. He's defiant. He doesn't want to fetch the paper. He's always angry. And he leaves a resistance trying to get up the stairs and out. Literally. Yes. <laughs> he, he tries to be the hero of the story. But ultimately believes that he's karmically being paid back for cheating on his wife and commits suicide
1: the one thing that bothered me about the end of the movie is there's a big gaping plot hole where they crawled up the stairs in their centipede form and they start to tear apart yeah you see a lot of blood in the bandages but there is when he crawled up the stairs when Dieter crawled upstairs and licked the blood that was so awesomely creepy and just oh my god but how did he get them down there? There has to be some sort of elevator that the centipede will fit on. Because he does not look like the kind of guy that's going to be able to... Oh,
0: leveraging a human centipede. You know, you need at least one person on each end.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and he seems to care for it greatly. So that's why I don't understand why... I I don't know, I just... Yeah, how'd they get
0: downstairs when they couldn't get back up was a bit of a plot hole. It didn't occur to me so much when
2: I was watching it, but in reflection, it is. is, yes, they do end up outside on the lawn, and yet they are created and sewn together in the basement, Mm -hmm. and that's where he hides them when the cops uh, intervene towards the end. You're right. Is there an elevator? Maybe. Uh, I got to say, while the house was kind of cool, it didn't exactly feel like it was a perfect fit for what you would want to do. I mean, I I don't know that that's the laboratory I would want to have if I was creating a human centipede. It's remote. Yeah. But- if he's
1: going any longer, he's going to have trouble with all those tight corners. <laughs> if he goes into a longer- <laughs> yeah. And yes, they said when Voller and Kranz came over, the police detectives, they pointed out that a neighbor heard an American girl scream and on- came from his property. So he must have neighbors close by.
2: Right. It we never really get too much of the lawn beyond the bedroom window that they try to mm-hmm crawl out of it at some point. But you're right. We, we get the impression that they're lost in the forest and there's no one else around except Hyder's house. And then we find out that neighbors are reporting. I'm like, man, if you had just gone next door, you would not have had any of these problems. But thus is the cliche of a horror movie. You always pick the wrong house to seek help from.
0: Now, the other plot hole I found was hydration. But the, He connected the anuses, but what about the urethra? What about liquid? Well,
1: there's no way for the... Middle and end to take liquid as you have cut off their mouth and attach them to an anus. So that Wait, would be... They need a constant saline drip just to stay alive here. Not to mention the teeth would rot, I bet. Because he didn't pull them all out. Oh, no? No, I thought he only pulled out the... Yeah, he only
0: pulled out like the front teeth.
1: Yeah, like mm. the bicuspids and...
0: He said the incisors yeah. and... He, he was very specific about which teeth he was taking and yes. it wasn't the molars
2: well the only frame of reference I have for such a procedure as I'm watching is thinking of gastric bypass and don't you have to inject vitamins if, if, if you do something
0: like that if you literally take your stomach out of the question I had actually said to Marjorie in the middle of this movie it would be far more efficient if he'd given the middle and end and even the front gastric bypasses so that they absorbed less of the nutrients to pass on to the mm-hmm. next bodies yes. yeah but
1: they do have to take vitamins and iron and all this horrible stuff
0: it depends on the surgery but yes was the point to keep them
2: alive or was the point to torture them i never got the sense that the point was to torture them no it but it's if- to keep them
0: alive and he wasn't doing it efficiently like take jenny the ass piece who gets this infection i don't see him giving these people any antibiotics to help the recovery and no. Well, he he wrote her off quick. He said, we might, you
2: might have to be replaced. Mm-hmm. I think he was thinking that she was going to maybe uh, be replaced
0: by one of the cops. He was, and he tried to slip the cops a roofie. Again, another thing that bothered me, though, is he has to kill the trucker because of tissue not matching, but he
1: never questions if the cops are going to match. Well, he worries about that after he gets them roofied up and gets them in the basement. Yeah. Then he can test their tissue when they're not awake. Cause, I
0: don't know. It just it, it seemed like it lost its way. And see, I, I think- would have gone a little further with it. I would have introduced the concept of hydration. I would have had them tearing off of each other and had to figure out a way to keep that there. I'm not a doctor. I, to be 100% medically accurate, I would ask, you know, what do you do? Maybe you keep them sedated until the healing process Is more along and you can remove the staples i don't know and then the third thing is regurgitation (laughs) i'm sorry
2: yeah i mean why don't you be a little nice and remove the tongue i mean you know that there's that the taste is going to just induce involuntary vomiting you know couldn't have made it a little easier for the girls by taking away their taste buds
0: yeah, remo- well, you'd also have to remove their sense of smell, because honestly, your taste buds only do a few things. Most of it is from your sense of smell. That's true. But honestly, I again, if somebody's shitting in my mouth and I'm attached like that, it's going to go right back up to them. And then it's going to come right back down to me. <laughs> I, I was surprised we didn't have that sequence. I thought for sure there would be a fight
2: between second piece and first piece in that she wasn't going to take what he was giving and he would be blocked and, and that would have been a problem yes yeah, I thought, I, I the thought same it thing. was
1: going to be more than it was because other than his beautiful feed uh, it was kind of a lackluster scene for what could have been the gross out implied moment of the film
0: because Marjorie if I held you down and tried to feed you I think I'd get a lot more of a fight than
1: she was putting up you would have a hell of a <laughs> lot more than two black eyes perhaps even some divorce papers and a restraining order <laughs> Perhaps? You mean there's a
0: chance that I wouldn't? I'm being nice. (laughs) But I got to say, there are a few genius things that do happen here. One of which is when he comes up to the centipede and those girls who really have been whimpering and moaning in agony for about an hour, he finally just goes, I'm going to cut your vocal cords. Why didn't I think of that earlier?
1: Well, he said he was going to do that on the next
0: one. <laughs> no, he was going to do it to them. Oh, I was? thought. was? He was going to modify mm-hmm. his surgery and do it to them. And I thought that was kind of a nice little twist there. And the other scene, and I really thought this movie is going to get grosser than it does, because when he's near the end, he's checking the health of his centipede, and he the middle piece, he goes, constipated. We'll give you a good laxative. And I'm like, oh, God!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wondered if that came into play, like, if you're first piece, do you feel guilty if you eat prunes? (laughs) Are are there things that you won't eat out of respect (laughs) to second and third piece?
0: I don't think you're thinking about third piece. That's second piece's problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But everything, I mean, I mean, you have all the choice there, really. Second piece really can do nothing but act as a tunnel.
1: Yeah.
2: That's why, you know, you wouldn't want to be second piece. It's why the one that caused problems from Hyder was elected a second piece. (laughs) I also thought it was kind of funny towards the end when the cops are starting to sniff around and they've gone away for a search warrant. He goes back to Human Centipede. And it almost implies to First Piece that he's going to lose his status, that he could actually put one of the cops ahead of him. And there's a funny look on, on the Japanese man's face when he realized, okay, I can deal with being the head of a human centipede and defecating in these chicks' mouth. But if the favor gets returned to me by some big burly cop, I, I got to get out of here. It's sort of what gives him the impetus to find the strength to get the hell out of there.
0: Yeah, I I have to say that when the whole movie was starting, my thinking is that this has to happen to me. Dear God, let me be the head. (laughs) It's, the you know, in a
2: lose-lose situation, it is the optimal position. Like I said, he still has a sense of power. He still has some control about where they go, what to eat. And yes, does not have to worry about gagging.
0: What's funny is I figured he would be the front because he had facial hair. And I was just like, well, obviously in a low-budget film like this, they're not going to get an actor to shave his beard. So he (laughs) must be the head. And I was right.
2: You guys seem to to cite the movie's problems with being its lack of daring, that it didn't fully live up to the potential of its premise. I'm okay with the implied violence. You guys like torture porn more than I do. You guys were fans of Saw. I'm not much of a fan of that series. But I do feel like the movie would have been a lot better if you had had a better director. Someone with a little bit more control over suspense. The movie isn't very scary. It isn't very exciting. It's more unnerving. And I think that if some of these scenes were thrilling, if you really caught up in the moment and were... You know, thinking that, yes, the American Girl on the escape could actually get away. If they had played with that some more, I would have been a little bit more provoked by the whole experience. I certainly would have been more engaged.
0: That's exactly what I was saying when I said that perhaps he should attach the first two and the third one should have to watch to give more of that sense of suspense and horror. And this is coming for you. The fear of horror isn't when the knife hits. It's when the knife's coming. True. And so I wish that had been played out more when he had his human centipede. I felt an immediate sense of disappointment in the film that there wasn't going to be more of, oh, my God, this is going to happen to me next, which would have been more horror as it is. This is just kind of a disgusting, raunchy comedy. It's not really horror past the chase scene with Lindsay, which is a great, if not entirely original scene. And I do love, though, that her punishment is she's the middle. Now, Stuart, you said that you've seen the Japanese actor, Akiro Kitamura, speak. I have to ask this, because I'm gross, and it's a gross movie. Were the actors very concerned with genital hygiene on the set?
2: You know, I don't know... That they were concerned because of the way that it was handled. There was no body contact whatsoever at any point. The diapers hide the fact that there's a prosthetic butt underneath and that there's actually a plastic, I guess you would call it, like a bit and, and that's what it's like a little pigtail, and, and that's what people bid on and stayed connected to. There was absolutely no uh, connection. I did think it was funny that it, the actor is very charming and, and made lots of off color jokes, definitely won the crowd over. He said that he spent the whole movie trying to seduce both girls, that he really <laughs> wanted to get laid with one or both of them, and they kept claiming that they had boyfriends. But I wonder if just maybe they didn't find the idea of, of being intimate with someone that they. had to spend all day chewing their butt plug on. (laughs) I don't know. At at any rate, he he was a charmer. He was a lot of fun. He had good stories. One story I did appreciate was he said in the scene where the human centipede rises and sort of comes to life, the Frankenstein moment, if you will, and everyone is crying. The girls are whimpering and the the Japanese man is howling and Dieter picks up a mirror and looks into it and is crying. And like (laughs) in this self-love moment, he said that the crew of the film itself – up to that point, had no idea what they were making and that they were shooting that and seeing it for the first time and that the director of photography actually burst into tears as well, that the whole room was weeping as they filmed that scene because it was so horrifying. They didn't read the script? There is no script. They had sketches of what would happen each each scene, but a lot of this is improvised. All the dialogue, all of that.
1: Well, really, the dialogue is Dieter standing around, perhaps saying one line, and everyone else going... Rrrr. Yeah, this yeah. could have
0: very well been a silent movie,
1: honestly. Yeah. There was
0: not a lot of dialogue.
2: Yes. And, uh, you know, the other thing that the actor illuminated was the fact that he thought that the director was very pleasant and down to earth. But Dieter stayed in character throughout the whole movie. Oh, and that they actually had a, a, a combative relationship on the set because Dieter chose not to lighten the mood or associate with the actors when they yelled cut. And so they never had pleasant words exchanged on set, and it helped with the tension. It actually helped him with his performance.
1: So I can kind of understand that because he, that Dieter is one freaky motherfucker. Yeah. I imagine just seeing him in a cafe in Germany, you'd probably like, oh, crap, it's Dieter. And I mean, you just give you that kind of start because he's so, unless maybe he gains 30 pounds or something.
2: He looks then, like walking death. I tell you, I've never, he does. I haven't seen a man that looked like death since the preacher from Poltergeist 2. I've just like, oh, yeah. when you see him, you're just like, this is what the, the specter of death looks like when they come for you. This is what it will look like.
1: He has such an amazing presence in every scene he's in, too. And he doesn't look like a very tall man, but he just seems to command everything with his body language and his presence. And then he can say one word and that's all he has to say. And you're scared. I thought he was fantastic. The
2: audience loved it. It was a sold out crowd. Actually, Quentin Tarantino was actually two rows behind me. He was eating up, too.
0: We all couldn't get enough of Dieter. Very cool. So it's this time. Stuart, Marjorie, do you recommend The Human Centipede, the first sequence? Stuart. I am going to recommend this for the people still listening to this
2: podcast and think they want to see this movie. If you think you want to see it, you probably should. And I would just like to say we spent a lot of time at Now Playing following whole series of horror sequels and and usually following it to a very... Big splashy Hollywood reboot or remake. It's important to remember a lot of the best ideas in horrors come from tiny, little, micro-budgeted movies. And I would like to support the micro-budgeted, clever, smart, bold movies like this that are always pushing the envelope, that are really taking the horror genre and leading it forward. I'm not saying this is a great horror movie, but I'm saying it's a provocative one and that it's pushing the envelope in ways that Hollywood horror films cannot, will not, Will we one day have a Lionsgate or Platinum Dunes remake of Human Centipede? I I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But I know that this is the real deal. And if you like real midnight movies and real horror movies, you got to take a look at this one. It's the real McCoy.
0: Marjorie.
1: I do recommend this movie because I don't think there are enough movies out there like this today. We have pretty much fallen into the rut in America with the slasher film that doesn't shock anymore. And that's part of the fun of seeing a horror movie is the, oh my god, no, they're not really doing that. And I I guess I am a fan of torture porn not so big on the Saw series not the best I think but I will say that Saw can make me squeamish sometimes with some of those devices big fan of Hostel I think this film is great and I also recommend The Human Centipede. I've spent a lot of time on this
0: podcast describing how I don't feel it's as extreme as it is advertised but there are some moments here where you're just kind of squirming uncomfortably but my real reason for recommending this is because it's kind of a throwback every Halloween it seems like on demand we get tons of just crappy low-budget horror films and we'll sit through them because hey that's got Ray Wise in it and so I watch it or hey that's got Lynn Shea in it and so we watch it this is the type of low-budget horror that we might stumble upon and it's really good because it's got the humor Dieter Laser just makes this film and he's pretty much the only one who has to act in it I mean yes the Japanese guy has some work to do also but really Dieter makes but how do you know
1: if he's a bad actor or a good actor Arnie
0: well I really could feel his anger Uh at being the human centipede (laughs) and when he bites the ankle I was cheering him and it's just a great movie it's got some pacing problems that I really wish it had gone that step further for the sake of realism more than anything but I had a good time watching it and that's what comes down to is as a horror fan and a fan who likes to see new things in horror I did not regret spending an hour and a half with the human centipede.
1: I really am looking forward to somebody pulling off the human centipede costume at Comic-Con this year. It's not going to be <laughs> us.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we could do that. There's three of us. I,
1: I got <laughs> Damn I it! I'm just saying it would be a fantastic costume if someone would want to crawl around on the floor. I dare somebody. Uh, we're going
2: to be at Comic-Con, and uh, if anybody shows up as the human centipede, I will definitely feed you all night oh. with beer.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> With beer, with beer. All three parts. <laughs> you I, only have to big one. That's the beauty of it. So you only <laughs> have to buy one or two beers. <laughs>
0: Cheap date. (laughs) (laughs) So we now return you to your Karate Kid series already in progress. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Now Playing. If you enjoyed this podcast, please come to nowplayingpodcast.com where you can listen to full retrospectives of less grotesque horror films like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Halloween, all which seem downright tame in comparison to The Human Centipede, or Saw, which I actually think is more graphic than The Human Centipede, if not quite as imaginative. We're currently doing a family-friendly Karate Kid retrospective. We also have done Back to the Future, Star Trek, a lot of things plus we did some individual movie reviews. We reviewed Iron Man 2, which isn't I think more theaters than the Human Centipede if what I've, the numbers I'm reading are right. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a higher grosser, but it but this one is grosser. So, yes.
2: Fair enough. And if you want to see more cult movies like this, if you want to see us do finding, excavating more little known, really gross horror movies,
0: let us know that too. Yeah, we always are open to feedback. You can leave us messages on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash now playing podcast, on our Twitter page where we're now playing pod, or on our forums. Links to all of this are on our homepage at NowPlayingPodcast.com, or you can email us at show at NowPlayingPodcast.com.
1: But do we accept telegrams and pony expresses
0: only if they're singing telegrams (gasps) ooh
1: (laughs) that would be fun
0: or singing human centipede telegram (laughs) how did I know that was coming so Stuart Marjorie thank you for conjoining with me on the human centipede (laughs) (laughs) and we'll talk to you next time Now playing is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2010, all rights reserved. I don't think people who are searching for wax on, wax off want to hear feed. So, yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah, you're right. This this couldn't be more poorly timed with an uh, ongoing series.
1: He's been walking around the house saying that now for two days. <laughs> it is a
0: moment, I gotta say.
1: Yeah. Just... I also
0: keep offering to make Marjorie a three-wawa.
1: Yeah. He wants to make me a three-wawa. <laughs> that would be cute,
0: sort of. <laughs> Well, we have one that already likes to tongue the other one's ass, so we know he's either the good middle he's or game. back. He's down. Peter <laughs> immediately gets the right idea. He slips them some quaaludes, and I'm no, sure this isn't. Their it was first...
1: roofies. It was roofies. roofies? Oh. yeah, because he gave him the date rape drug. Right. So dieter... dieter takes quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that like a '70s drug? Do they even make quaaludes anymore? I, I mean, seriously, I no one's on Quaaludes anymore, Arnie. That is, like, so over. It was roofies. <laughs> all right, all right. He said it was <laughs> a date rape it. drug. All right. I called
0: it I first. I have the facial hair. I'm the head. What's facial hair got to do with it? Do you want the hair in your drunk?
2: doesn't matter at hairs. that point. Are you really, yeah, really grossed out by hair at that point?